Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steamy beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy Summerow and subscribe to StacySummerow.com for a free discernment packet called How to Make the Right Choice. God's adventure awaits, my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. Hello there, friends. Welcome to another episode. I'm so excited that you've joined me today. I am going to be doing another Q&A episode today, and we have a letter from Jackie. So she wrote to me, Hi, Stacy. Over quarantine, I had a lot of time to spend with the Lord, which was wonderful. I'm so happy life is a bit more back to normal now, but the new busy schedule has taken a toll on my prayer life. I used to be very diligent, diligent, (laughs) I don't know why I had trouble reading that word, but now I'm lacking the time and sometimes I'm tired and feeling so lazy, I just skip it. I used to have four scheduled prayer times a day. I know I need to reevaluate my prayer times and maybe my work schedule. How would you recommend fitting in prayer during a busy day? And how can I ease the frustration I have about the lack of time I spend with the Lord? Thanks for all you do in your videos and podcasts. You've provided me with lots of insight I'm so grateful for. Thanks, Jackie. Jackie, I'm totally with you. I totally hear you. And I'm going to answer the second part of your question first about dealing with the frustration and avoiding discouragement. I think this is such a great question that we can all relate to. And um, and then I'm going to move into giving you practical ideas that I thought of on how to fit prayer into a busy life. So as always, I'm not your spiritual director. These questions, I am so happy to answer as though we were just sitting down for coffee together. So take everything with a grain of salt, of course, and I'm just excited to encourage you on your journey. Just before we dive in, I'm so excited because I have the absolute perfect episode sponsor for you. I want to let you know how all of my listeners can get a free premium three-month trial to the Hallow app. You may have heard of Hallow before. A lot of people have been recommending it lately, but if something led you to click on this episode to find more time and more ways to pray, I can guarantee that there is something in that app for you if you haven't tried it yet. So you're definitely going to want to check it out with my code, which is hallow.com slash Stacey and that is going to be in the show notes. Hallow, in case you haven't heard of it, is the number one Catholic prayer app with over 1 million downloads. So if you struggle to concentrate, Hallow can teach you how to effectively, meditatively pray. So I love it. I use it. And I just appreciate how doable Hallow makes it to connect with God, even on the busiest days. So again, truly the best sponsor possible for this episode. You can personalize the length and the type of your sessions. You can have different people, different voices read to you. You can use it in conjunction with your friends and your family to pray together. You can set different music for a background and you can set personal prayer goals. So once again, for that premium three month trial, go ahead to hallow.com slash Stacy And now let us get on to the episode. So a lot of us are transitioning back to our so-called normal lives after a year and a half of being locked down. And anytime that we go through a life transition, like going to college, getting married, becoming a parent, changing jobs, our prayer lives and our schedules have to adapt. So in these times, it's very understandable. You might hit a wall. So I want to recommend to you a book called Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement, which is by Father Timothy Gallagher. And he wrote, the great obstacle in the spiritual life is discouragement. For those who love the Lord and try to follow him with all their failings, this is the great danger. And I just want to emphasize that falling out of your prayer routine is not the great danger. It is in a sense. I mean, if you stay that way for a long time, but he says the great danger is discouragement, which is the effect 
anytime we feel that we failed. So I've definitely noticed that in my own life. And it's not the fact that I don't have time to pray. It's more like I just fall off the horse and I can't seem to get back on. And a lot of times that's because I don't have the ability to pray the way that I want to pray. So it's kind of like, well, if I can't pray the way I want to pray, if I can't have a full hour to do a holy hour, then I'm just not going to do anything. Um, and I kind of wait around for those ideal conditions. And when those don't come, then it's like, oh, well, I just didn't have time. So that leaves the door open for the devil to come in it, to come in and just lead us to this perfectionism. Like I said, where if you don't have time to do any, everything, you don't do anything. And then also, to sort of take advantage of that vulnerability and tempt us to give in to discouragement. So the first thing to do, I'm going to go through a couple steps here, is to just surrender your expectations of what your prayer life should look like. Surrender comes up so often in my ministry. And if you haven't yet, you can subscribe on my website, stacysummero.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can get my very favorite prayer of surrender when you subscribe for free. It'll come right to your inbox. It's on page two or three of a packet called How to Make the Right Choice. I talk about it all the time. But surrender, I just find is so important time and time again, because we're going to hit these walls. We're going to go through these life transitions. And when those happen, we always have to go back to surrender. So Jackie, you've been experiencing the benefits of this beautiful, disciplined season of prayer. And then you may begin to expect a certain amount of gratification. I went through this myself when I transitioned from a place where I had a very easy work schedule into a place where I had to drive 20 minutes to mass. I started a full-time job where I had to travel a lot and suddenly my schedule became very, very difficult and it has continued uh, being very busy ever since. And my spiritual counselor at the time told me that in that initial period where I kind of had an easy work schedule and I lived in this place where um, there was a chapel in the building and it was just amazing. I could make it to mass easily. She told me that I was being given the milk of comfort. That's sort of like my spiritual babyhood where God was nourishing me very easily. He was wooing my heart. He was winning me over. But then when I transitioned and I was being called to something different, I was being fed, as she said, the meat of a Christian life, you know, the meat and potatoes. It takes some chewing, it takes some effort to get those things down. So I was being strengthened through being tested. And it's not fun, but do trust that God is using it. And when you surrender, it opens the door to allowing God to kind of come in and revamp it the way that he wants you to if that makes sense. So my second thing, piece of advice after a surrender is expecting something new. One of my favorite verses is Isaiah 43, 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And this is kind of fun because it opens the door to creativity. Um, you need to be flexible and docile in this new phase. And it usually helps a lot when I remember that transitions take much longer than I think they're going to. And it's okay that you don't have everything figured out now. So docility is going to take us out of what we expect that we had in the past. And it's going to put us back in the present moment, which is really where the Holy Spirit can work. Blessed Mother is, of course, the ultimate example. So when the angel Gabriel came and he presented her with this life-changing decision. Mary immediately just surrendered. She pivoted. She moved into her new phase. And she said, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. So because you, Jackie, don't have as much time freedom, um, you're in need of surrendering that and kind of finding new ways to pray and a new prayer schedule. So um, 
for me, one thing that I like to do, one creative way I like to pray as a mom is I go up and down my stairs quite a lot and we have the crucifix. And as if I'm carrying up laundry or something for the kids, I'll stop and I'll just kiss the crucifix. And it's a very quick moment of being able to unite myself to the Lord. It's not holy hour. It's certainly not that really deep connection that we all need with the Lord, but it's a legitimate way to connect with him in prayer. So you can do small things. And as long as you're connecting with God, he can show you new, beautiful, creative ways that you can pray. Uh, tip number three is to respect your humanity. I love this one so much. And I'm just going to read a passage that explains this perfectly. This is from that book, Overcoming Spiritual Discern- Spiritual Dis- Discouragement. Wow, I can't talk today. Uh, by Father Timothy Gallagher. And he wrote, yes, strive to do well all that you do, your prayer, your work, your relationships, your service to others, your life in the church, but do it with respect for your humanity. If you find yourself striving to get that last good task done in the face of utter exhaustion, if you find yourself taking on one more responsibility when you know you're already too stressed, if you consider undertaking a spiritual practice when you know it will be possible only if nothing unforeseen interferes and you know that unforeseen things will occur, Know that God is not asking this of you right now. Yes, strive to do well all that you do. God is asking this of you, but God also wants to respect the humanity that he has given you, the humanity that he himself took on and that he loves. And I don't think I need to explain that one anymore. (laughs) Number four, while being gentle with yourself and respecting your humanity, do discipline yourself to opt out of any unnecessary activity so that you can opt into a healthy prayer life. So, Classic example, scrolling on your phone. We all know it's addictive. Uh, maybe you need to put up boundaries so that you aren't scheduled every single hour of the day. I know for myself, I used to schedule myself within an inch of my life because I was really afraid of having downtime. And now my downtime when I don't, that unstructured time is like such as I've gotten older, I treasure it more and more. Um, so don't be shy to just have an open evening and to really go on a date with God <laughs> so that you can actually fit in that really nice, full, holy hour. So don't feel guilty that you're missing out because we all need that kind of breathing time. So ask yourself what's optional and what's essential. Um, yeah. So if you need to be really honest with yourself, walk away and kind of have a downtime. Don't feel bad about setting those boundaries. Number five, on days when you do fail to discipline yourself to pray, just say to yourself, now I begin. And this is the secret to overcoming spiritual discouragement. Um, And Father Timothy recommends kind of saying, now I begin over and over again, not just every day, but literally every hour, maybe every minute. (laughs) So every day is a new opportunity and our God is really a God of mercy. He doesn't dwell in the past. He always dwells in the present moment. So the devil really is going to want to pin all of your shortcomings on you and to try to put these labels on you to convince you that you're a flake, you can't keep a commitment, you're failing, you're a mess, but those labels don't come from God. In Hebrews 10, 17, it says, their sins and their evil doing, I will remember no more. So God's only concerned with you moving forward today. He is not measuring you by your failures. So I really hope that that kind of helped frame the discussion about what we should expect from our prayer lives. I know it doesn't give you a lot of sort of um, concrete things just yet, but that's what I'm looking to move into. So we are going to go into fitting your prayer life into your busy schedule. So um, first of all, let's... 
identify the kind of prayer that best fills our cup and connects us with God. And then we do that for every day for 15 minutes minimum. So for me, I pray my surrender prayer. That is my way of really opening my heart to receive God and whatever it is that he wants to say to me. And then reading scripture for about 10 minutes and then journaling with it. So um, this is the way that I most frequently hear God speak to me. And so if I only have a short window of downtime, that should be my first go-to kind of prayer. Uh, There's so many ways to pray, which is amazing, but we shouldn't feel pressure to do all of them all the time. There's always another feast day, a devotion, a novena, et cetera, et cetera. But don't fall into FOMO, which is fear of missing out at the cost of intimacy with God. Um, I know some people, some friends of mine really love connecting with God through worship music. So they just do that as their prayer every day, kind of getting you in the zone, so to speak. Um, okay, number two, this is a really hard one, but do prioritize prayer over your to-do list. Oh, I know when I'm really busy and I'm waiting for my kids to go down for their quiet time and then I just want to get going on that to-do list that's been haunting me all day. There's just, it's really hard to say, okay, I'm going to give God the first fruits of my time. I'm going to give him the first 15 minutes of that hour so that I can make sure that I connect with him. And it's really hard because technically you don't accomplish anything when you're praying and your to-do list is five miles long, but it's magical how the tasks get done. If I give God that first fruits of my time, everything that needs to happen will just happen so much quicker, so much smoother than I could have done it if I didn't pray. So God will take care of you. So St. Francis de Sales has this great quote, which is every one of us needs a half hour of prayer every day, except when we're busy, then we need an hour. (laughs) And even if you can't do a literal hour, I think that we can understand that the spirit of what he's saying is perfect. Number three, work prayer into your day. You could pray a rosary in the car on your commute or in our family. Like I mentioned before, we kiss the crucifix that's hanging in our hallway. Uh, we play worship music while we do the dishes. So like I mentioned before, prioritize that kind of prayer that best fills your cup. So that's your one go-to thing. But you can fit it in in other creative ways throughout the day. Um, often as I'm walking from room to room, from one toddler crisis to another, I'll kind of just say, Jesus, I trust in you. And that gets me on track, keeps me on track for my next task. Number four is a really cool one called habit stacking. Now, this is a new concept to me, so I haven't really tried it myself yet. Uh, but I heard about it and I wanted to make sure to include it because I think there's incredible power. So there is a book called Atomic Habits where you can read all about it start to finish. But the basic gist of it is that you create your own ritual by adding a current habit or adding a new habit on top of your current habit. For example, um, maybe you brew your morning coffee every morning. Well, your new habit that you stack on top of that could be after you brew your coffee, you don't have your first sip. Um until you're sitting upright on your couch with your Bible open, ready to read. Or maybe as you drive home from work, that's a habit you do every day. You can stack another habit on top of there where you add um, a a stop at the Adoration Chapel on your way home from work. Or another idea would be to pack your spiritual reading book into your lunchbox so that you make sure you get in your spiritual reading while you eat lunch. So, so many possibilities for this one. I just think it's a really great, a really great idea. Number five, hone in on your best time or times for prayer. I know, Jackie, you said you had four structured times for prayer. That is amazing. If you're out and you're on the go, just make sure you at least have one good time to pray. Maybe that's the morning. 
If you're in the 5 a.m. club, my hat is off to you. I really respect you. (laughs) Uh, For me, usually taking a break in the middle of the day is the best time when I can most reliably get some quiet time. And then for someone like my husband, he does great praying before bed. So depending on your schedule, this is going to be whatever is best for you. Uh, and one thing to note in this point as well is that um, if you're like me, I drop off to sleep the second my head hits the pillow. I'm so tired. So whenever I leave my praying until the end of the day, it just never goes well. So know thyself and plan accordingly. Number six, set up your space for success. Uh, put your Bible and your journal right next to your bed, maybe. I'm actually looking at mine right now, right next to me on my bed. Um, keep a rosary in the car, perhaps, so that you can just grab it as you go. Uh, maybe set reminders for the Hallow app on your phone. And by the way, if you guys want to try a, a free 30-day premium trial of Hallow, I have a link for you, which is in the show notes, and you can try that premium trial for free. There's tons of uh, content on there, but it is um, it, the premium is, in my opinion, just so worth it. It's so awesome. So feel free to go check out that Hallow app. Um, highly recommend. Such a great way to get your meditation in every day, and it's, it's so relaxing. It's so good. So I just can't recommend Hallow highly enough. Uh, And finally, my last tip is to go for achievable rather than grand. So small changes that you are going to do consistently are going to be so much better than trying to come up with too much structure and then kind of failing and getting discouraged. You know, just give yourself the grace to do something that you know you can do and don't make this grand plan that you're going to do great for a week and then completely fall off the bus. So those are my tips for you. I am so grateful that you joined me today. If you have been enjoying this content, I would absolutely love it if you could do me the favor of going to Apple Podcasts, leaving a rating and review. And I love reading the reviews that come in for my show. Thank you so much for everyone who's written one. Um, You might also want to consider joining my Patreon community. The Holy Spirit is doing such a cool thing over there where he is helping us to foster this beautiful friendship. We're really turning into a real community where we have monthly video chat. And we have just simply a wonderful time. So if you're looking for community and if you would like to support this show monetarily, that would, you can get the two for one right there. Um, or even if you just want to support the show monetarily, you're most welcome to join Patreon as well. So I'll put a link in the show notes. It's patreon.com slash called and caffeinated. And I hope you'll join me over there and come check it out. So until next time, um, may God bless you. And thank you so much for listening.